special treat this week on, on Landstreet Plus. I'm actually working with Dr. Fabian Garcia. We're down on site in Orlando, Florida. And I'm at, I'm actually live at MedHealth Clinical, uh, which is in the Winter Garden area. So shout out to everybody listening on, on 660 AM, Florida Man Radio. I just had a fantastic conversation with them, Dr. Garcia. A lot of, a lot of positive feedback. We're actually moving into, so you've heard me, uh, Lance J., James Lewis, healthcare executive, sports aficionado, hip-hop aficionado. You've heard me on the airwaves here in Orlando. We're actually going to be producing content for MedHealth Clinical as a part of Lance J. Plus, and it will be aired in Orlando going into this spring. I'm very excited about that. So we have Dr. Garcia He's going to spend a few minutes with us and, and really talk about he's he's taught us so much since he's been phoning into the show and talked about his background in education and, and his matriculation through medical school and some of the principles that he uses to help people in this community uh, with obesity, with diabetes, um, with COPD, all sorts of issues. He He's helped me. He put me on the intermittent fasting, which helped me as a part of uh, other diet restrictions and exercise, lose roughly 70 pounds. So we have, we have Dr. Fabian Garcia. Very excited to, to have him with us and, and to be here sitting with you in Orlando. What's going on, brother? First and foremost, man, it's great to meet you in person, man. You are, you are, just, you you are just as ultra-magnetic in person as, as you are on the phone, man. Thank so, you very uh, much and welcome. Just, Glad to see you in here. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to be here. And, and shout out to, to Derek Tavares, um, you know, business partner here in, in MedHealth Clinical it's just a phenomenal. I've had a chance to sit here and observe the way that you do your day, the the way that you come in and, and get prepared and, and really prepping for patients and having patients of men, women, children, uh, people from, from all different backgrounds. Before we get started, what we're really trying to do here in Orlando is, is encapsulate what you do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, tell us about what's a typical day. I had a chance to see it, but tell it to the to the listeners out there uh, here on, on Florida Man Radio here in Orlando. What is a typical day for, for Dr. Garcia? I see a lot of coffee and a lot of donuts. I didn't see you eating any of no, them. I saw I that. saw you had a huge salad. It's like a, uh, a huge bowl. I used to put <laughs> I used to put um, Fruit Loops in a bowl that big when, when I was a kid. But you had this enormous salad for lunch. But but what is a typical day for for a PCP coming in in the morning, preparing their patient panel, uh, preparing the charts, all of that stuff? Well, I would like to start out by saying about the that huge salad that uh, I am not only a client, I am the president of the uh, uh, intermittent fasting right. slash eating good club. No, um, we get in at 830 right. and we basically roll all day. Um, we're trying to be strategic in terms of spending a little bit more time with the patients who need a little bit more time okay. and being able to, you know, like you mentioned, we had some young people come in maybe don't need to spend 30 minutes right. teaching a young person what to do. And so we basically just manage our uh, patient load that way. What, what would you say is a typical, I've heard that a provider wants to see four people an hour. Is that kind of the standard? Are you spending 15 minutes per, per patient or is it three people an hour? I'm what is, be, what is, what is ideal? Cause I know that your, your views on healthcare are a little different than some. Um, I personally like your views. I've seen the results, but it seems like you're more of a high touch person than yeah. that. You know, my doctor and I've been doing pretty well. Um, my my PCP, because uh, I'm off meds completely, he's nice. only spending 10 minutes with me. Yeah. Um, but my Lyme doctor, you know, I, you saw me kind of gimping around. You know, I said I had a Lyme flare up yesterday because it was cold and rainy. I feel much better being down here in Orlando weather. 
he spends 30 minutes with me because I'm a, I'm a higher touch patient for him. So it just depends on, on the specialty. What is a, what is a typical time for, for you and your members? So, you know, you were talking about seeing X amount of patients in an hour and, um, I have to sit with somebody. I have to feel them out. I have okay. to find out what's important to them in order okay. to tailor what I'm talking about. Because I only get five minutes. I get, let's say I get 15 minutes with a person, right? right. But I need them to go home and to modify their behavior. So right. I have to be able to really take a little bit of time to pick apart what's important to them and then to be able to tailor my, um, my um, treatments to them. That being said, my girls are always telling me I'm running too late. But um, I tell my patients, listen, if you had to wait, just know that I'm going to spend that same amount of time right. with you and we're going to get to the bottom of your problem. You know, so you're killing us on the, you're killing us on the cap survey on, the, on how long it takes for, for a member to see the provider. But but it's worth the time. Um, that's a very interesting question. So what I also noticed, what I didn't expect, you're the only PCP that works out of this office. Do you have somebody that comes in a couple of days a week? No. I know that you're next door to a nephrology specialty, a specialty provider. Is there a lot of referral? Do you collaborate? Are you really, because you're, you're bouncing around from room to room to room. You know, I see six rooms. I'm thinking that there are other PCPs in here, but you're, you're holding it down by yourself. How is that for you? Because that's a, your, your day's been intense just from watching you go from member to member to member. You know, you're looking at charts. You're taking dictation on, you know, what a member presents with. You're, you have your team putting stuff in the EMR. You're talking to Derek, and then you're talking to me after that. That's a full day. I mean, a lot of people don't realize how much work just these um, small PCPs put in. And it's a, it's a, it's a full day and then you got to get everything in the EMR afterwards. And you know what? If you told my wife, she would tell you, I can't figure out how to pay our car payments. I can't figure <laughs> out how to get on the computer and make a mortgage payment. Right. This is what I do. I right. don't know. Um, uh, I don't forget people. I, for, for whatever reason, I can remember what their problems are. I can remember what's bothering them. I can't explain it. Yeah. Okay. I just stay busy. No, I mean, I think, I think it's phenomenal. Now tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, we've talked about how you went to, to medical school overseas and it was a different experience. You went to medical school a little older. You didn't go right out of college. You were, you were in sales and you were down in Miami. You were living, living it up, doing well, uh, making money, you know, down on Biscayne Boulevard, doing your thing South Beach. and, and really had uh, your, you really had a, a desire to, to do something different with, with your life and, and, the journey has taken you here. What I love was your explanation about how you don't view medicine in traditional journals. Tell tell the listeners um, here in Orlando, how do you view medicine? I know that you're an avid reader, but how has your approach to medicine uh, been developed over the years? So medicine needs to be, so I've seen probably 20,000 patient encounters right. over the past you know, eight years. And it is indisputable that patients don't want to be on different tablets and medications, right? right? That's not to say there's not a role for them. Um, I like to use medication as almost like a bridge to where I'm trying to get to. So if your A1C is eight right now, well, it's not the time for you to be without any medication, right? Um, but I'm going to use these tablets in conjunction with teaching you so that, okay, here's the pill. And then here's the plan to get off the pill. That's right. kind of what I, what I, so the long-term plan is to get people off of medication. There was a guy, his name is William Osler. He is widely regarded as the father of modern medicine. And okay. he's famous for saying, and, and if you know later you can pan out, uh, it's right above my scale. It's a poster that says it's the first duties of the physician to educate the masses to not take medicine. Mm. I mean, that's the father of modern medicine saying that we shouldn't be taking medicine. Mm. And we've kind of gotten away from that, you know, and he, he died before we saw the obesity epidemic right. that we see and the diabetes epidemic that we have. But 
that should be intuitive to your listeners. Absolutely. When you're on medicine, you're not healthy. Absolutely. How how important is diet? Like I said, I saw you, um, uh, Derek and I are kind of doing bad things this afternoon, eating a, eating a little bit of barbecue. I, I think I've earned a little bit. My wife put me, she said, while you're out of town, I need to see at least three salads. So I'm going to be out of town for four days. She said, I need to see, you need to take a picture of a salad every other day and send it to me so that I know that you're still eating right. And that's that's important. I've said to so many people on this show, if you're trying to eat right and your spouse isn't, it's going to be a problem. This is one thing. And I'm a newly married man. And, you know, in my fitness journey, my wife is an avid fitness person. So we don't have no Doritos in the house. We don't have any soda in the house. All we have is water and fruit in the house. So if you want a snack at 10 p.m., a snack is a, is a tangerine. I think that your body can handle that tangerine and water. Um, whereas I know people that always have little Debbies in the house and, and they always have some type of cakes and cookies and things like that. You eat healthy, like you said. You're not just a, a client. You're you're the president of the of the of the do as I do, not do as I say club. Why is that so important? Eating properly, because there's so many people that are are still relatively active in our age group. You know, they're out playing sports, they're out playing golf, they're out walking every day. I try to walk if I'm not having a line flare up. I try to walk three miles every day. But you cannot outrun or outwalk or out exercise if you're having a latte at Starbucks every day and if you're eating at McDonald's or you're eating out and things like that. Why is diet so important and why have you personally embraced that? So it all has to do, once you understand what food is doing, you got to understand that humans are, we're hormonal creatures, yeah. right? A woman is going to menstruate from her estrogen and progesterone, right? Our, our thyroid, our metabolism is dictated by our thyroid. Men are men because of testosterone. Right. And what your food does is it stimulates a hormone called insulin. I mean, that's the that's the mother hormone, right? And right. once you understand what that's doing in your body, if you can't overlook it, that can't right. be overlooked. It's the that is the the meat and potatoes of what's going on, you know. Right. So, so that's why. And insulin resistance. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, but you see kind of the belly fat, mm-hmm. and I've lost a lot of belly fat. You know, had insulin resistance, things like that. Um, what happens? So tell us what insulin does exactly. How right. does insulin impact the body? We know that diabetes, when you're a diabetic, it means you have some type of imbalance in insulin. You're not producing enough insulin. Um, some people even have to take shots of insulin daily or they take some type of uh, insulin in tabs or things like that. But what does insulin do for the body and why is it so important um, to to everything that we're doing? Not as just, not just as young people, but as we age and, and move into to elderly so I say this literally 10 times a day, and it's my mission and this practice to make my corner of Orlando understand this. It doesn't matter what you eat for, uh, for, per se, you know, if you have a steak or if you have a Snickers bar, your body does the exact same thing with all of it. Your body just breaks it down to usable nutrients, right? And now you have to understand that humans are machines of storing usable nutrients. We always mm. want any usable nutrients, The way we get them is with this hormone insulin, right? So we kick out insulin and that tells our body store everything that we just ate. We eat again, we see more nutrients, we kick out more insulin and that says store some more. But what's happening is over the course of people's lives, they're seeing so much insulin that they become resistant to it. Mm. And the metaphor that I like to give to people is you remember when you first drank your first cup of coffee, right? You drank it and then for a week you had the energy of 10 men, right? Right. But then little by little, you had to drink more and more coffee to get that same response. And you're not even awake till you had two or three. Exactly. So it's the same thing with insulin. So you're seeing it all the time. So now your body's not responding to it appropriately. Okay. And now you're leaving nutrients out in the blood. And Mm. that's diabetes is when you still have sugar that's out in your blood. Mm. So the way you fix that problem is 
you just show your body less insulin. So right. I like to say if you if you stop drinking coffee for a month and then you drank another cup. Right. It's going to work you'll, again. You'll You're going to feel it. You'll be jittery. And so that's what yeah. we're trying to do with insulin and with diabetes, generally speaking. What are some of the, the methods? So that's a that's a great example. If you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Dr. Fabian Garcia. We are on 660 AM uh, Florida Man Radio here in Orlando. This is the Lance J Healthcast, Lance J Plus series. Um, we are really kind of getting prepared to, to launch Dr. Garcia. Um, he's, he's moving from being a part of the Jackson five to being a solo artist. So he's, he's like Michael around 78 where, where he tells his brothers Tito and, and everybody else, Hey, I'm about to go solo, man. I hope that you, I hope that you've saved your money. So, so Dr. Garcia is really going to be, we're going to be distributing through Paragon seven studios, a podcast It's going to be a weekly bi-weekly talk that he's doing to the community here in Orlando, to his members. He's going to be talking about these type of topics, uh, diabetes, obesity, overall general health, and he's kind of putting on a clinic here about about diabetes and insulin and how your body reacts to insulin. What are some of the ways that you've helped individuals that, you know, either are pre-diabetic or diabetic or hypertensive, all kind of the same thing, poor eating habits, uh, maybe poor genetics. How have you helped those individuals to, to turn their lives around, uh, rather it's through intermittent fasting, rather it's through diet and exercise? What are some of the things that you prescribe to, to your members beyond just the medication? All right. So perfect example is today. Got a 79-year-old guy, a Dominican guy. He comes in with, uh, you know, we're meeting for the first time. He's on insulin and he's what he wants, his goal. So I try to I try to get my patients, what are your goals? And then I target my recommendations to your goals. And he wants to lose 18 pounds. He, 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 he grabs his gut and he says, man, this has all come on in the past few months. Mm. You look at his med list and he's on insulin. Now, I just got done explaining to your listeners that insulin is the signal to store. Right. So he's going to be, it's impossible for him to, to lose, lose weight, weight right. when he's on insulin. So as soon as I'm able to check you know, you got to do blood tests. You can't do everything, you know, a lo loco, they say in Spanish, you know, uh, flippantly. We find that his uh, pancreas is making insulin, and we're going to discontinue his insulin, and we're going to teach him how to eat, first of all, and then we're going to give him medications that are insulin negative. We don't mm. want to put more insulin in his body. Right. We want less. So medications like glipizide, if you're on glipizide, you're basically, that's oral insulin, for lack of a better uh, term. Now, there's new medications, right? You have the... Um, um, the Ozempics, right, of the world you're hearing about, Mongiorno, these kinds of meds. I feel like a lot of people are taking that med to lose weight That's that, that aren't diabetic, that it's just kind That's of... That's why over. you can't get it anywhere. Right, right. But um, just trying to find a, a nice mix of medications and education so that people can reduce their insulin, and when you reduce the insulin, you fix right. the diabetes. Well, one thing... Um, I've definitely learned, and, and you were a part, I want to thank you personally, Dr. Garcia, for putting me on intermittent fasting. And... What I learned in my weight loss journey, I was that guy that was much heavier that used to work out a lot that, that was yeah. really spending sometimes two hours a day, you know, doing a doing a walk for three and a half, four miles and then going to the gym. I lost weight when I cut out the carbs and changed my diet hormones when I stopped having soda, really stopped having a lot of bread, pizza, things that and I didn't. The funny thing is. I didn't do anything drastic. I didn't starve myself. I didn't go on these things where I was running five miles a day and, and running myself ragged. I, I had my same routine, but instead of eating cakes and cookies, I'd have an apple. I wouldn't eat pizza. 
I wouldn't have, I used to love having sandwiches. I used to love going to PF Chang's. I used to love going to Cheesecake Factory, places like that. I decided to have much more vegetables, more of a plant-based diet. And doing that with the intermittent fasting, my body completely went into weight loss mode relatively quickly. And it was funny because I had been working out previously before that, spending so much time at the gym and so much time walking and running and wasn't really getting hardly anywhere at all and and plateauing after maybe 15 pounds lost. This thing is really about diet. You know, I'm not a doctor. I don't pretend to be a doctor, but I learned in my own personal journey that really limiting the bread and limiting the the carbs, which I used to love. Um, You know, I go go to Chick-fil-A and get a breakfast sandwich at Chick-fil-A and a double hash browns. And I would do that at least three days a week. Well, instead of starting my day with that, I would start my day with a little bit of fruit and maybe a little bit of yogurt and some granola and just making those changes. And every month I would cut more carbs out. James Lewis. Oakwood with the inbound pass. No stack from the from the bottom baseline. Passes it out to number 24. And that is your first Alfco wireless three-point basket from Justin Green. Every time there's a three-point basket, my man Carlin Alford will donate an, an undisclosed amount of money <laughs> to the Oakwood Athletic Program. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Matthew, Little Caesars is now the official pizza of the NFL. Let's hear it. Pizza, pizza. Again. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. No! Pizza, pizza! We're ready! Enjoy game day with a fanceroni pepperoni with over 100 old world pepperonis. Pizza, pizza. To the poets and the perfectionists, the warriors and the warriors, the timely and the timeless, we're Care First Blue Cross Blue Shield and we're transforming healthcare for the future, for today. For the communities we serve, this is our pledge to you. This is Lance J for MedHealth Clinical. When was the last time you had an annual wellness visit? MedHealth is currently accepting new patients and all major insurance carriers, including Medicare. This experienced team focuses on wellness and disease prevention while developing personalized care plans that mitigate chronic conditions and encourage holistic wellness. To learn more, go to medhealthclinic.com. That's medhealthclinic.com for primary care that's always there. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. I think some sometimes people, you know, they get fuzzy when it comes to my crew. But let me tell now, y'all, there's no I don't, I don't think anybody gets fuzzy. And I'm going to say this crew, loud. Man. I'm going to say this proudly. There's no group like my group. Now, there's been groups. Not like my group. Right. James Lewis. See, my group, we never tarnished none of our albums. Right, right, right. That's number one. Mm. And everything we put out That's deep. went plaque. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.